We've never seen a perfect marriage. But we have seen marriages that are full of laughter and life. Conflict and misunderstandings. Growth and hope. We want to dive into the nuts and bolts of those relationships. There are no experts here. Just real talk with real couples who really like each other. This is Marriage Lab with Aaron and Jenna. Welcome to Hat. Nope. Uh, welcome to Marriage Lab. Wrong pod. I mean, it's the problem when you have two podcasts. The, uh, Jenna has two podcasts. If you didn't know, the other one is called the Habit Lab. Is I it the? I don't think yeah, the it the is. is, it in, is, it in is. The, are you sure? Uh huh. Because the I think it was taken. But yep, I had. It is the Habit Lab. Oh okay. And I started in October, so I think I just released the fifteenth episode. Actually, if you haven't listened, this the fifteenth one would be a great one. It's almost like a appetite teaser no sample that's sample the word. from costco from costco for my master course which registration is open now you should literally do it january is the best time of year to do honestly it's to go to thehabitlab.org and tell them about what that is my 10 week master course but my point was if you listen to the podcast i just produced which is episode 15 how to build a habit it's like a teaser to like the more you just get an understanding of what you're going to learn in the right. class. And the point of the why I did this last episode on the Habit Lab was because most people just make resolution. It's a time everyone's making goals right. and resolutions. And most people just go b- too big. And that's why their right. habits, their resolutions fail. Or people stop making resolutions because they have so much shame mm, over past sure. attempts. So the idea of like go way smaller and let it grow over time. And that's one of the main concepts in my class. So I was like, oh, if you're thinking about it, go listen to that episode and you can get more. Actually, cool. I got a testimony from um, some of my other episodes on Habit Lab that one I did one on my birthday and kind of oh, talked yeah. about the things because I realized that actually a lot of people have pain that was a great episode around adult birthdays. Yeah, it's not as intuitive like their own birthdays yes. as an adult. What yeah. to do? Who's going to swoop in? Whose job? What do I want? What sounds fun? Um, anyway, so a, someone texted me and said after this episode, I planned my own birthday this year, um, and then she told me what she did and she said it was the most it was one of the most um, fun and like hit the mark for a birthday and i think yeah. that's kind of the idea is it doesn't have to be this huge yeah blockbuster party but the intentionality be like sitting with yourself like do what do i want what would make me feel loved and seen right. and celebrated on our budget for this year versus just idealism yeah you know? And, you know my buddy um for his he was celebrating his 40th and it was coming up and he's just like you know that he has a tendency to do this uh the all or nothing thing so he was like you should take my habit mastery course <laughs> I'd, I'd knock that out of him real quick. So anyways, Sorry. he uh, <laughs> he was um, trying to figure out like, and so he got to a place, a great place where he texts all the people that he really likes and he goes, here's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to go to this this restaurant that I've never been to and always wanted to go. It's a little place off the freeway that like, and uh, a bunch of people were like, oh my gosh, I've never, I've always seen that, never, never been there. So I think eight people went. Um, and then he said, I'm also going to go up to this other restaurant for dinner that's out of town that I've never been to. It wound up snowing, so they couldn't go there. So they went to a different place. It was just nicer. And they, he just said, I had so much fun. I felt so celebrated by the people who came. It was just like eight people for one and thereabouts the same number for the other. But it was just that little intentionality that you some people would think, especially around a 40th, like, oh, it's got to be X. Like, an X is huge. And so, but because, one, he didn't have the budget to do huge, and he didn't have the time to plan for huge, because coming right off the holidays, he just said, I'm going to, what's going to, like, feed my heart? Okay, connection with people I love, and... A little bit of, I think most people don't 
think of that as adventure, but just trying something new and obscure yeah. that you're like, sure, that could scratch the itch. It to- and yeah, he, he had such a good time. Oh, I love that. Okay. So that is the other plug for if you haven't listened to my Habit Lab podcast, you should listen to it. And then the next, which we mentioned last episode, we have recently added our podcasts, both of them under one account, um, to the Patreon, which is just a way to support. One of the things we have a heart for is pr- continuing to prioritize after three years, bringing you content. And we're just kind of busy. So we were like, oh, if we get on Patreon, that would be helpful. So we have an account. It's going to always be in our show notes. If you would feel led, that'd be epic. We're asking if you'd think about a $5 a month donation. And this, after our last episode, we had seven people sign up. So thank you, Chelsea, Robert, Jesse, Crystal, Amanda, Jess, and your mom. Aww. It was really cute. Old Sherry. Not old. <laughs> Young Sherry. Well, we just lost one subscription <laughs> after you called her old. <laughs> uh, and uh, heads up, or hats off to Robert, who uh, in Alaska, who was our first person on there. That, yeah, that was felt really loved. Was Thanks, so Robert. Sweet. He actually was like, you should have multiple levels. I would donate more. And I was like, oh, Robert, you were already the first and now you might be our favorite. Yeah. Your mom's, <laughs> you and his mom, Robert, run it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so if you'd consider donating, that'd be so awesome. Mm-hmm. But this episode, we wanted to talk about, um, we've been teaching a lot about this concept, which we've done a few episodes of like not requiring an apology. And when we're teaching... When your spouse uh, hurts your feelings, um, f- in whether purposely or uh, not on purpose, most of the time not on purpose, uh, and you share pain, not requiring a, an apology as part of your, here's here's how my heart was hurt in this. That's what that's yeah. the, the specifics of it. Yeah. What, 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 oh, just in general. You just yeah. said... Not requiring. not requiring apologies so like you always to need anyone to fill, ever. fill in yeah. my details please yeah no sorry i was trying to i was glossing over the bigger concept mm-hmm. but when we teach in person we're teaching at our um church a few ways that we've introduced this concept and a lot of the questions we get in person we're like oh i bet people will listen and have that question too so the question is like what's the other half of offering of sorry because most people get stuck does that mean like you don't ever apologize are you saying you don't need to apologize yeah and in this this whole message of not requiring an apology is really for the speaker the person who has uh who's felt hurt sad lonely um fear anger guilt shame uh around connected to their spouse somehow and when they bring that to their spouse, because we've talked a lot about uh, sharing your emotions, sharing the things that are going on in your heart to get known, to have them be with you. And so um, the other half of that, though, is is the person actually listening who has done the hurting. And again, most of the time, unintentional. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, but just a brief overview, there's three different ver- levels of sorry that we think people could offer. There's one when you know you've sinned, like I actually was trying, trying to, to hurt, hurt you. you. Um, and that's a nice, I'm sorry, that's requesting forgiveness. Then there's the, I'm sorry, where I I just want to be with you in this. Like, gosh, I'm so sorry that you feel that. I'm so sorry that um, that happened or whatever. Would it's you say compassion. witness is, oh, okay, compassion. I was going to say empathy, but you would go Yeah, the same. My, okay. uh, pretty similar. Not synonymous, but pretty similar. And then the third one is, um, I had zero intention of hurting you, but I did. And so I'm sorry for that. And It's this- almost like our son, our four-year-old just stepped on his sister's truck, like some what? toy. 
and his foot got cut really bad like in the last 30 minutes and her I, she came down at one point when she realized it was her toy she was like oh i'm so sorry and we she knows and we know that she there's nothing there's malicious no fault uh, given to her she is not she's not in trouble yeah. she's not bad she didn't she didn't intentionally do it However, like her leaving her toy did cause an injury. And so and the level of pain that he was in, it moved her heart. Yeah. And I think that's getting to the spot. Uh, that's the mm. other side. Yeah. So this episode's on the other half. What was it that Bill called that we referenced? Supernatural forgiveness was the kind of what we call the, um, that's what Bill called the message that we talked about our last episode. His sermon was called that, but we've just been calling it not requiring a sorry to stay connected when you feel pain. So then the other half is actually, um, we've been talking about how much more we give, we like we apologize. Offer apologies. Me and Jenna, we don't require it of each other, but we wind up offering apologies way more often. In the last like year and a half. I would say we've been going after this in our own marriage for like a year and a half, two years. And then the ramification has not been less, less ownership. Yeah. The ramification. It reminds me actually of grace. It has actually increased the standard uh, for us so where good. I'm like, I think before when we required apology, apologies to be okay, or we required apologies to release our forgiveness. That's what unlocked it. Yeah. It was like the letter of the law with right. each other. And it was like, this is what I'm This owed. is what justice is. This is what's fair. And then when we've been like living in this camp more, it's been like, oh, grace. Like it's literally increased the standard. So what, what we're going to talk about, um, what it feels like when I've received, like I remember when there's been times that, okay, I was thinking of this. This was my personal example. I went, we often will go hang out or go on a walk with girlfriend, like you or I Jenna alternate. Will. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> go I with don't the ever go on walks with girlfriends. It's with not my girlfriends, my not my small group. No, it's true. Um, was Nor do I have girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. But I meant like, usually I do one or two things in the mornings at 5.30 and I come home by like 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. or something like that so that we're available to help with the ki- getting the kids out the door or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we know that if we're not home by a certain time, there is an effect on the rest of the morning, the flow. Someone's probably going to be late for school or work. And this one morning I was late and I didn't quite real. I did not realize how late I was until I got in the car. And then I realized like, oh, I'm late enough that now Aaron's not going to be able to leave and he's going to be late for work because of my, like my actions are affecting him. So I called him and I was like, oh babe, I'm running late. I didn't mean to blah, blah, blah. And I was waiting in the past. I would say maybe you don't do anger you would be i could t- i would could tell yeah, that you'd be moody i get pretty uh tense and like yeah short, uh, short. Yeah, yeah that would be it more of the answer and um he didn't do that to me and i remember being like so this was me like receiving forget like supernatural did i share anything like this is hard or was i just like you were actually i think you were just really gracious okay and and you're like it's okay babe yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll get there when I do. I'll see you soon. And like, you weren't passive aggressive. You weren't. And then we hung up. And so this is the example of receiving, being on the end of receiving the supernatural forgiveness. I didn't say sorry. I don't think it wasn't on purpose. I sure, wasn't trying yeah. to be like, it was just uh, telling me, I recognize I'm going to be late. I'm coming home as fast as I can. Yeah. And then, well, I, I probably did actually say, I'm sorry, you're going to be late because I could totally relate oh, to sure. that. Like, oh, I, yeah, you I would, probably, oh, you I would probably for sure did. have done that actually. Like, oh, my actions are now almost that's like true. Newton's law, like a, um, something in motion. Nope, that's not it. But like Inertia. something, 
where it hits another object. An object at rest stays at rest until it acted upon by an external force. And I'm the external (laughs) force. You would have been on time. You would have been at rest and on time if it wasn't for... Actually, I'm the external force in a lot of areas in your life. The (laughs) majority of my life, I'm at rest until you act upon... knew me. He saw me come in your life. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. Anyways, so I I did get to give you a sorry for that. But then when we hung up and I sat in like how much I realized you didn't... You like I kind of thought like he could have been justified mm-hmm. in giving me a hard time for how much this was not going to be a footprint on his life. My like carelessness with time management and in sitting that like almost in sitting in the radical forgiveness, I felt so convicted, like in a good way, like at a oh, I there was a cho- there was a choice or at some point in there that in that time with that friend, I could have wrapped it up or interrupted them or done the uncomfortable thing to ensure that I wasn't Mm, there. And I like, I was like, I didn't, I didn't do everything I could to actually protect Aaron being on time. And therefore he's going to have to like face the ramifications of my, like not prioritizing him. And I just felt this like, not shame, but actually just this beautiful, like conviction moment. And then Mm. because of how kind you were to me, like I teared up, I was like driving and I started crying because of the like grace you had given me. So then I actually called you back and I was like, Mm -hmm. I am so like, I actually want to say, I'm sorry because there was a point that I could have chose and I didn't choose that. And the difference of having that moment, it's like, if you had required me to say sorry or punished me, you would, I would not have gotten to that soft spot. Yeah. It was your forgiveness and the grace that I didn't deserve actually had me sit in it and be more honest, like almost like, I don't know if soul searching, but I was like, oh, I could, act- I actually want, literally, I remember being like, I want to own more of this, mm. which, so I think that is the difference that, and I think sometimes if, if you're trying this in your own marriage and you're going after just, you have to go after the radical forgiveness first where you yeah. don't require an yeah. apology. That has to start there. But I think it would be. If you're doing it and waiting to watch for the other person's response, they will feel that. And yeah, that's actually not supernatural forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I did the thing where I forgave you. Yeah, and that's a uh, quid pro quo. And in that you're required, like, I'm, I'm leveling up. This. Are you going to level up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just another way of, of heading into the courtroom instead of connection. Yeah. But so- I, okay. And I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm making myself sound great in this moment, but if you think about well, it, I was it's terrible. So Romans me. two four says, "Did you not know that it's the Lord's kindness that leads us to repentance?" And so when you mm. think about it, like, oh, I'm unless you have a, a a complex of the Lord in which you feel like you have to earn His love or forgiveness, um, if you can actually put away that bad theology and connect with it's His kindness that leads to repentance, when you understand His grace. And that is so overflowing, overwhelming, um, and just abundant. It makes you want to do different. Like it, you go like, "Oh, I am so loved and cherished. Mm. I don't want to do this, whatever it was before." And on some level, I'm like, "You're showing up at such a high caliber, like, like with mm. the love and kindness." I'm like, oh, that costs a lot. Like, I want to show up in the same caliber. Like, it almost ra- again, it raises the standard, and I want to not be the weakest like you're like i want to raise i want to rise with that standard increase yeah and what was the example that we talked about before we started this about me you being grumpy <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so this is like the the thing that actually pull so jenna being late for something or causing me to be late 
Um, I have I I used to have a lot of anxiety around it. I still do at times. I've gotten a lot better. But the thing that tends to do the opposite for Jenna is. Uh, it's not necessarily anxiety it causes, but just like Disruptive. a giant wet blanket on top of <laughs> like Jenna is full of life and energy, re- kind of regardless of what's going on the majority of the time. Um, and sometimes I'm, obnoxiously so, I've gotten that feedback. I'm what you, I'm what you might call like way more on the melancholic side uh, of things. What, he writes I'm, me poetry. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can get moody. So I think on the, you know, the big five personality test, the, uh, I think, um, neurotic or something. I was like higher <laughs> on that scale. Just like I can go to, uh, I, I sad can't believe emotions. that that's a, one of the five. Cause who wants to get high on neurotic? Like, well, no, like probably nobody, but like, it, yes, it really neurotic. is like they found this is actually true across the population. Oh. You have people who um, have a tendency towards it. And I think it's more, it's biological okay. in a lot of ways. Anyways. So I get, moody or grumpy or just like like I can turn into a gelatinous cube and just kind of absorb all the happiness or and uh, I'm, to put it in Harry Potter terms I could turn into a dementor <laughs> and suck all the life out of the room <laughs> so oh my gosh and my dad just came to visit it's we are really so different so but he kept on me yeah and yeah. my dad is a lot like me but he kept commenting on my energy he's like you just don't stop you're like in a little engine that could and she could all day she just keeps couldn't <laughs> That's like, so funny. Thanks, and true, and I, you a hundred percent get that from your dad <laughs> it's so and, true. and your brother who was here too. The the amount of energy I had so much fun with them. It like, was one of our favorite trips. Actually, I was really proud of ourselves because I feel like we've all grown, like, um, mm-hmm. and then talking and communicating through things, and then just like accepting who we are, and yeah. like we just had a really great rhythm. It was so wonderful. So but we, it is kind of funny. Aaron, or my dad, my brother, and I talk and interrupt each other all the time, and Aaron's just overwhelmed by the speed and yeah especially when we first met these days though i can i can i can jump in the flow you know it's like that uh the current that's underwater in finding nemo that all the turtles like go into (laughs) that's what i feel like ready set okay and then i'm like you are a turtle and we're like what what (laughs) oh anyways i i can tend to be a wet blanket at times and uh there are times when i'm I feel so just like, blah, I don't want to do anything that I I am just not fun to be around. And I recognize it. And sometimes I'm just like, I f- have enough self-pity going on that I, I just want to pull everyone else down with me. <laughs> um, or, or I just can't muster like... And so there are times where I've realized like, oh man, that was probably really unfun to be around. Um, or maybe I'm in a bad mood, but I don't really fully understand it. And so I've... I've come to you with like, I know this is, I know I'm kind of a bummer right now. I I feel low. I don't know what's happening, but I just want you to know, like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of like pulling the energy out of the room. Pause. I just want to say, I think there's probably other marriages I've heard where there's a dynamic that one person tends to be more melancholy than the other. Yeah. And I wanted to say that like, that was a big breakthrough for us is when I stopped pestering you. I was actually trying to help you, but it was unhelpful and bothersome right, sure. to pull you up. So I stopped trying to manage you. It was almost like codependent. Mm. And if you were low, you're going to be low. But then you started owning it more after I stopped where you would just tell me. And it actually was so helpful to just be like i'm feeling low i don't have a a road out right now but i'm aware yeah. like that actually made me feel it decreased my uncomfortableness with it or anxiousness mm-hmm. with it because i was like oh he's aware 
I don't need to work on it. He's going to whatever level he is. I'm going to decide what I'm going to do. But just a pro tip, if anyone deals with that dynamic in their marriage, both of us figuring those two things out was really helpful. Yeah. You know, what was the most helpful thing about that is you it was what you were doing is like when you would pull back, but not punish me for being like, that was the thing I was most scared of. Like you would try and try and try. And I'm just like, not, you know, I'm not biting anything that you're casting out. And so, um, and then we uh, call his moods the I don't want us. The case of the I don't want us because that's what it feels like. I like there's literally nothing that you could can make me happy in the world. You could offer him his favorite thing, and he's like, no, nah. <laughs> um, Eeyore might be closer to it. Now, uh, anyways, but when when you stopped like trying to make me feel better, you know, which it's not wrong to want to make someone feel better, but when it is, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say it was. I was trying to make you feel better, but there was a bit of like, I can't be okay if you're not that, okay. Yeah, that's the biggest difference. That's what we would say leans more into the codependence. I can't be okay unless you dot, dot, dot. So as a result of you pu- kind of pulling back, you go like, hey, you're right. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, like before I s- started communicating about it, you go, oh, okay. And then you would go do whatever you were doing. But then, and I would think like, oh, She's going to be upset. Like I had this like narrative about how you were going to respond to me, which is kind of, yeah, this is how it works. And then you would just be kind anyways, almost as if I wasn't in a bad mood. You weren't like, there are times where you try to amp me up, but (laughs) most of these times you weren't like trying to amp me up. You're just, just kind. And I was like, oh, like it actually, that was a great example of wanting, of your kindness pulling me to a higher standard to go like, Oh, I can, if she can manage her, yeah, one, I don't want to, when I feel parented by you that I try, I pull away so fast. And so when I realize like, oh, she's not trying to control me right now and she's being kind and that level of kindness is like, I want to match that. And that actually has done way more for me than any of the things you did Mm. prior to that. So I love that. And because honestly, sometimes I... I need space in my melancholy to not be okay, um, but for that to be okay. like. And actually, the interesting part, if I've let you not be okay and space in it, you usually don't like it enough. Yeah, like no, that's actually, totally. it's like it pushed and you're like, oh, actually, when I am left here by myself and it's not affecting anything else, like, I don't want to do this I'm anymore. I'm literally the only person being, you know, like... This is my stuff. It gave me way more ownership of it. And that's kind of the crux of like what we're talking about is that we want to give ownership back to people, not by requiring something from them and AKA trying to control the outcome, like mm-hmm. make me feel better. If you, you can make me feel better by doing this. Um, and because that kind of control totally pushes people away from actually wanting to offer something genuine. And that's the difference. What we, I see now is our sorries and our like coming back to the relationship bids for connections are way more genuine than before when it would just be like, yeah, I'll tell you I'm sorry so that you stop feeling the way that you're feeling because I don't like that. This can be done or yeah, I know I caused you pain and maybe there was a little bit of wrong, but like, can we move on? Yeah, like, yeah. Just, sorry, make us go to the next level. Can we right. get out of here? You know, which never feels. We can always pick up on the disingenuine nature. Or of sometimes that. my sorries would just be shame. Like I would say, that's try true. to give you enough of them. It's almost like with, yeah, yeah, it's penitence. I was gonna say America printing money. It's like they don't have any value anymore. <laughs> my sorries were just like a damn a dozen. There was no gold to back them up. I don't know what this accent is. 
A hillbilly who has something against America. It's printing money. Yeah. Yeah. But it really is this like, uh, sometimes that the shame that comes off is like, I'm actually, it's more about me punishing myself than it is about actually offering you, being with you. That's what, oh, yep. That was a lot of my sorries, which is actually interesting because I have gotten the feedback since I was in first grade. I remember my report card. It's when the first time someone ever said, you say sorry a lot. My teacher was like, excessively uses sorry. And I got it all of grade school college it'd be the feedback Even in I the got. past like 10 years yeah. i mean you've you've grown leaps and bounds and the i'd say probably the past five years has been the biggest change that i've seen where you were directly I, going after that i was actually going to say though it's only been in the last two like i tried different habits to break the sorry and people be like it's not your fault but it wasn't it, it actually feel a little teary it wasn't mm. until i really got that they can feel sad they can be mad they can be yeah. lonely and it doesn't mean I'm bad. Right. Because it That's was so this good. shame, penance, sorry. And when I realized people can have emotion and it doesn't mean I'm to blame for mm. it, that's when my sorry habit like got lost. Oh, so it was, it was actually... It was not on... Per- it was the one time I was not focusing on it. You weren't just trying to say sorry less. You were yeah. actually becoming more aware that It was evidence of my bad. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a huge shift for me. But I actually wanted to say, you just said that um, with the... Getting back to your example you were going to say the one time that you actually came back and said sorry after feeling a little low and grumpy because I was okay. I was kind. So I was in the, do you remember that? So then came back. It was just going to be your example, but you just came. It's in the last couple, I'd say maybe in the last couple months when I've acted like that and I've continued. I remember I was either in the room or doing something and you came and you're like, Hey, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm feeling low. Like I know it's a bummer and this is our afternoon to connect as a family. And that's just gotta be disappointed. And it was like, it was so beautiful and genuine and it was like unexpected and mm. I wasn't like waiting for it. I yeah, think that's the big yeah. thing is it's so genuine. So I think that's the other half of supernatural forgiveness is like able to own your stuff in like almost supernatural repentance. I don't know, but right, that just to yeah. play off bills, but like this deep, true heart level repentance that's freely given. Yeah. And when you were talking about the not controlling other people, I'm like, oh, it's, it literally goes back to our dynamic with the Lord where like Jesus actually wants our free us to have free will so we can choose him versus making us yeah. controlling us to make us slaves to do his bidding. I'm like, when we get the con- same concept in marriage, it's like when mm-hmm. we stop controlling each other at that level, then we can give true repentance that makes us transform and heal and freedom versus placating. Yeah. Isn't it so interesting? It's everything we're talking about is really like, how do we grow to be more like Jesus to our spouse? <laughs> or even our marriage represent what he shows us covenant yeah. supposed to look like, you know? Right. You know? Um, yeah. So I guess the main thing is that we wanted you to hear, we actually apologize more now. Yeah. But they feel true heartfelt sorries. They're not placating. Because nobody is requiring it from the other person in order to be okay. And I think it's also increased, I was realizing in this, it's increased my empathy when I hurt you, even mm. if I haven't purposely sinned. Right. Because I know you're not going to punish me. It feels safer to feel empathy. You know, does mm. that make sense? Yeah. So I'm like, I could be softer. Um, and the example I was thinking was, Aaron, I am not as good at locking our front door. <laughs> and Aaron has um, asked me repeatedly to be better. To be fair, I always lock it the first time. But I feel like moms out there know how many times you get your kids in the car I don't think there's ever a time that I'm able to just drive away. Hey, the you first time I lock the door. None of them are wearing shoes, shoes. And you're like, how do you walk outside and like just have no knowledge? Or my 10 year old doesn't have her backpack. And I'm like, you're 10. 
how did I not understand? Or like I leave my purse or whatever. So it's like three trips back and forth where I'm, we have these, the code front door and I'm like doing it four times and I'm like annoyed. So by the third time, I'm like, surely I'm going to have to come back again. So I'm not going to lock it this time. And it's the one time I leave. So yeah. Aaron for years was like, please get better at locking the door. Please get, we've had our bikes stolen. We've had our cars rummaged. Like leaving our house unlocked is dumb. Like literally I'm like, not, he wasn't, call, sorry, you didn't, didn't comment, that, but, but yes. Yeah. The point that's, and I was like, I know, but it wasn't until one more day he didn't eat, like it happened. He didn't make me say sorry, but he said like, I actually feel fear that our house isn't going to be a safe spot because our we've already been targeted. So like, what is it? And, and, and he just spent some time. I don't remember all your reasons, but I actually sat and connected with your fear because mm-hmm. you weren't punishing me. And now I have locked the door. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but three to four times more because every time I'm tempted to not, I feel like my empathy with your fear connects me and moves me. Mm-hmm. So it's like this connection out of relationship rather, rather than, than rules. Then am I following yeah am i following aaron's rules or the control thing you know even though like i'm not trying to i was trying to control you like i want you to lock the door do that please do that even if i wasn't being unkind it really is the the difference is you connecting with that softer part to go to be motivated for change but i think the whole thing is that softer part can't come out if punish you know if we're the punishing control i require a sorry i require for you to pay for your debts yeah. And you know, it's even as we talk about it. this and, and the areas where we've done this well, I, the other day, um, we are not perfect. No, yeah. <laughs> the, the other day I, I, uh, ordered something with a credit card and Jenna, uh, <laughs> thought it was fraud because she, she was in the middle of something and it said, and it was like hundreds of dollars to Chipotle and it texted me and they're like, is this fraud? I was like, oh yeah. I actually was really proud. I felt like a, I just a, stopped that thief. <laughs> yeah. Like I am like a super detective. Yes, that's fraud. And then Aaron later was like, I was like, yeah. So my leader meeting, I ordered Chipotle and Jenna's like, oh yeah, I canceled that. <laughs> and also it canceled our credit cards and we are getting new ones in the mail. And he and was like, so bad. I was so bad. And this was, but- he did such a good job of self-control this is one i was gonna say though this is one of those times where i'm like please say sorry right now please (laughs) because i was so i think i probably did because of the inconvenience but i didn't um nope you just laughed because you you thought you were like this is so funny it It wasn't really fraud and i'm like i have to i have no credit card to order this now (laughs) i think i wasn't laughing at you at all i was just laughing at how proud i was of myself i felt like freaking what's the um sherlock holmes i was like i i stopped a bad guy your your bank texted (laughs) you that's what i was laughing about not you but it was cool because it actually shows growth for me i would have shame spiraled and been really like not okay watching because i could tell i was like aaron is experiencing anger right now i made him angry and then i thought through i was like i actually didn't do anything wrong i do feel bad that i and i also i also did not share any emotion behind what i was feeling i just was like which that that would have been probably better for my own heart to actually go like Hey, I just need you to know, like, I feel really sad and scared because I don't know how to order this now without the credit card. And and if we do have to use our debit card, it's going to cost this much money. And, you know, all the stuff that was actually happening in me, I didn't share that stuff. So Jenna wasn't able to connect with any empathy necessarily that I could tell because I didn't share anything to connect with. I Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really funny. But the interesting, it is funny how it, maybe we weren't perfect, but it was growth for me not to fawn and be like, Aaron's feeling anger. Oh, I'm terrible. Let yeah. me solve this for him. And I'm like, okay, I'll totally solve it if he wants. I'll get, you know, they instantly sent us a new card, but it was... <laughs> 
So we're not perfect. No, so yeah, yeah. But I am Sherlock Holmes, so you I guys should be very impressed. The best thing that we've gotten better at is just not, uh, among all this stuff, is not punishing each other. Yeah. Like that is feels massively different than the way that we used to respond to each other's painful emotions or or us getting our feelings hurt is the punishment that would come through silence, sarcasm. Yeah. And um, now the lack of punishment, I feel like actually even allows the person who's in pain more room to feel pain. Like yeah, if you feel sad true. or angry, so you being angry, like, okay, I'm not going to get punished, but he, uh, that means that I don't need his anger to end too. Like he can mm. feel, be feeling anger. Right. And if there's something he needs to clue me in on and I'll totally walk with and have room, for, I have room for that. But yeah, you can feel angry then if that's, that's over there. Yeah. So the other half of the uh, not requiring a an sar- apology, an apology yeah. is giving way more apologies because it's actually repentance. It's grace that increases yeah. the standard. It increases the standard, not lowers it. Yep. It's really good. I love you. I uh, like your face. I love you. If you Likewise. need me to solve any other mysteries for you, let me know. <laughs> Thanks, Sherlock. Sure